Welcome to the Underground, unlocking alternative journeys to health with host Kelly Richardson. Over the next hour, you're going to hear from the experts of bioenergetic kinesiology and clients who have experienced success with this modality. Now, here is Kelly. Welcome to the Underground. I'm your host, Kelly Richardson, and I'm the owner of the Richardson Center for Learning and Wellness in Janesville, Wisconsin, where we provide services for people with concussions, trauma, allergies, learning issues, and those with aches and pains. I share a passion to teach others about bioenergetic kinesiology, and one way I plan on doing this is bringing in leaders in my field, as well as clients, to tell their personal stories on this show. We have both for you today. You can reach me at kellyrichardson.us, or you can call the office at 608-563-5202. Many times we struggle with chronic aches and pains that can be debilitating to our lives. We may try to just grin and bear it, or we may go see a doctor. When the shots and the medications no longer work, where do you turn? Well, you turn to the underground, where we unlock the keys to alternative paths to wellness. Come hear the journey of Token, Al, and Emma as they tell their stories of their journey into the underground. This week, we are going to be hearing from a bioenergetic practitioner, Token Plaskett, and two of my clients, Al Kilcoin and Emma Pooley. Each of them has suffered with pain in their bodies that couldn't be resolved by contemporary medicine. First up is Token Plaskett. She is a brain gym instructor consultant, a Touch for Health instructor and board member. She is also the owner of Learning Moves. Togan lives in the Salt Lake City, Utah area and loves to spend time outside in the fresh air, enjoying nature. Welcome to the underground, Token. Hey, thanks. How are you doing, Kelly? I'm alive and kicking. <laughs> <laughs> Token, how did you get involved with bioenergetic kinesiology? I grew up with it. Okay. I was a chiropractor. My mom... Um, studied brain gym and touch for health for the majority of my life. And so I kind of could not escape that. And your mom, she developed learning moves. Is that correct? Yes, she did. Can you tell us a little bit about what learning moves is? Well, as she had studied um, and continued to practice touch for health and brain gym learning moves is based in that. However, she also went on to study other things, um, addictive recovery sort of things, um, conflict resolution and other healing modalities that she was inspired with and was able to integrate into learning moves, which is still based in touch for health and brain gym but also with her way of looking at things and extra yeah. tools. So um, can you tell us some stories about some people that you have worked on using the learning moves modality? Is there any that stick out to you that are kind of a cool story that you can share with all of us? Well, I mean, there's several stories and, you know, I can't really say any names, um, and I wouldn't. So let's see. Let's come up with anything. It can be anything from a back problem, like, or, or, uh, 
muscles that you know just keep in spasm and so forth. So how would you use it with a with a back problem? Like what what do you do? What's your protocol look like? Somebody comes in. And I'll say, okay, what's going on, basically. They, they tell me what's happening, and I have them assess where they're at current. And I have them set a, a focus. What are we focusing on? We go in and we use the techniques, and I have them notice again after, is it the same or different? Um, all of it is, I have a, a flexible structure that I basically accompany people through but they're the ones choosing where they go. Uh, whether they know everything I know or not, they still somehow end up with all the right answers for themselves. So I get to trust them. Um, and the techniques, it could be anything. Anything from any of the many things I've studied and know and have available. Or it could be something as simple as what they know. It's all based on their stress. And everything has something to do with one kind of stress or another. Uh, When you move and you have movement in your body and your mind, your whole self, and you're enjoying life, you're generally relaxed. And even if a bump in the road comes up, it's seen as a fun challenge and you're able to avoid that easily. And in, in fact, not only easily, you generally tend to have a lot of fun doing it. So, however, when we're stressed out, we don't move as fluidly. That's when injuries occur or when part of our mind is taken up and our brains are actively engaged in stress all the time and it becomes chronic or we're exposed to things, et cetera, et cetera. You all know the drill. Um, That continuous um, stress that the body experiences um, tries to tell us. Our body does tell us. We all get indicators. It'll say, hey, I hurt here. We're like, well, I got to keep going. This is life. I have to continue living. And we ignore it and we ignore it until eventually it throws up not just a little indicator light. We've got a billboard shouting at us. And eventually, you know, we're driving our car through the billboard like in one of those movies or something. Right. So our bodies will be telling us what's happening. And we think pain is a bad thing when, in fact, it's actually simply information. So when someone comes to me, what we do is we notice what information their, their self is trying to tell them. We're gathering that information. We apply the tools that are available. And, it, you know, again, could be from my menu. It could also be from theirs. We go through that process or they, they do it. I just make sure they have a safe space to do it in so that when they come out of it, they can be in charge of the whole thing and have have what they need in the end. Even if it's something super traumatic, they don't have to tell me. I'm not a therapist, psychiatrist, doctor, etc. And yet I'm still bound by the same rules of confidentiality and so forth. But if a person comes to me and they don't even want to talk about it, we can still do the process. It's pretty cool that way. If they feel like they want to talk about certain things, that's great, too. But most of this is restoring movement, whether you're using any of the modalities I know of or others that I've heard of. It seems to me the basic baseline of all of it is being able to restore movement and you're relaxed and enjoy it when you do that. Um, You talk about how, you know, you can um, use your menu 
or their menu. What do you mean by that? What's most appropriate for the situation? So like so, the different things that you're um well, I've had people educated in? Yeah, basically. So like I'll I'll have this once we get through checking out what they want to do, their focus point and noticing how they feel about that and how how in alignment they are with that at the time. I'll go through and I'll say, "Okay, is this from A, B or C or 1, 2 or 3 or 4?" And in my mind, I'm thinking, "Is it from Touch for Health, Brain Gym, Learning Moves or something else?" Mm-hmm. And I can't even tell you how many people have actually picked completely off my menu of anything I know and have picked something else. And then I'll go for self-noticing purposes. Okay. Is it something I know or is it something, you know, and they'll often say it's something they know. I'm like, okay, so what comes to mind? Well, I need to do this certain thing. Okay. Well, let's go do it. I've ended up taking people just out into the wild, lighting up a fire and just letting them do whatever they wanted to do. You know, or that's something I know. I'm like, I thought I just gave them the whole menu. Well, I love rocks. So sometimes people, you know, will pick out of all these fun rocks and crystals and they'll, but they know exactly what it means for them. I could not have guessed that, you know, or I might know something else. Like I'll, I'll wander around. I love being outdoors. I love picking up rocks and everything else, but um, you know, I, you know, I might pick up a stick once in a while too. I'm just a big kid out there and people might want something that I might've picked up somewhere to have or to, to explain themselves with to themselves. They're having their own self-observation. They're finally listening to the indicators that their self has been giving them this whole time. And when you observe something, it changes. Some kind of crazy physicist proved that more than once. They all so, argued about it. So, is it a signal or, or is, it a, is it a particle or a wave? <laughs> so we, we've, we know a observing. lot about, we've already yeah. had some people on that have been practitioners with Touch for Health, Can, uh-huh. but we haven't had anybody on for Brain Gym. Can you tell us a little bit more about what Brain Gym is? And what that modality looks like under the umbrella of bioenergetic kinesiology? Sure. You're using basic body movements to restore movement. Same basic tenet of you come in with a goal or a focal point. You want to learn how to read more easily if it's a child. Or you want to be able to walk more easily. Let's say your, your um, gait is off gate describing you know how you walk and it's out of alignment and walking on your toes all the time is a hard thing to do after a while it stresses out the body it isn't built for that so what does you might even just want to indicate that indicates that a certain reflex is stuck in position an early childhood reflex Mm -hmm. um generally Um, has been stuck in a position it learned how to do that and it never released so by doing certain movements to re-educate remind the body what it's doing allows it to start moving again it seems super simple and in fact it's been criticized greatly for being oversimplified or i mean people will look it up on wikipedia and wikipedia doesn't give it a good name at all but then 
you know, Wikipedia is the most uh, bestest trusted source anyway, right? Um, yeah, so it was founded by Paul Dennison. He did a lot of research. He, he has a doctorate. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> but um, he's, he's been doing this most of his life, and it's changed lives. It's international. It's all over the world. Um, basic body movements. Some of them you'll recognize from yoga. Some of them you'll recognize from certain physical therapy things done in a focused intent thing. When you're, when you're looking at something and you use these things in that you're in a learning process. Um, everything we do, we learn from everything is recorded in the brain. And so what these things basically can do are remind you how to move again. Gotcha. Token, you have a new project that we're kind of working on together. Can you tell our audience a little bit about what we're scheming, <laughs> what we're up to? Which part? You can tell them about the hyperbaric chambers. and Okay. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that are, that are coming out that have been out there but people don't hear a whole lot about it and the hyperbarics have already been proven time and again by the medical doctors by the science by all kinds of fun things and it's really simple it's only like diving 10 feet you spend maybe an hour in there a day for so many days um and what that does is that gets oxygen to places that are inflamed that don't get the oxygen they need or damaged. And so it allows it to heal more quickly. Um, athletes use it all the time. Um, and others, uh, you know, professional athletes will use it all the time. This is known in all kinds of physical therapy and other kinds of therapeutic ways. It can be um, also used for PTSD, PTSD so right? It can be used for PTSD because... What the, what the scientists, again, have found out is that mental emotional stress causes brain damage. You can't see it because it's on the inside, but it literally causes actual physical brain damage. So by using the hyperbaric, that gets the oxygen in there and helps heal the physical aspects of the brain. Does it heal it completely? Who knows? But it's made a huge difference. It's gotten people out of suicidal ideation. Um, it's gotten people, it's helped people with uh, dementia. It's helped people with diabetes. I mean, that's a circulatory nightmare and other things with the, with the brain damage and everything else going on. And it's simply by getting that oxygen to those places that need it. And the body heals itself. So after that, you know, people are able to get a better grip on their life and what's going on in their minds and hearts and able to process things rather than just cycling over and over again because they're, the, the body's connected. I mean, we have physical, mental, emotional, um, chemical, all of these things affect the body. And if it's in a homeostasis, a kind of balance, then everything's good. It flows, it moves, it fluctuates. But if it's off by any of these things and one will affect the other, 
So by using the hyperbaric, you're helping to heal the body, the body, the brain, everything. And that gives people a foot up to be able to take a hold and help themselves the rest of the way as well. And you're already one of the hubs. You already have a hyperbaric chamber in your office now. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So you've already been utilizing it and seeing Absolutely. results. Yep. It does take time for some of the more serious things. Um, it can take for five days on, two days off. You want about an hour a day, so far as we know, for about 90 days to 120 days. Um to get the initial results. And again, this is something I've learned from a man who has been doing this for over 46 years. He was in the Navy for um, 22 years as a diver, a Navy diver, special training, all that fun stuff. And then he was building hyperbaric chambers and going all around. Um, His name is Dan Fredrickson. And um, you can find him online as well. He's really, really, really cool. That guy is amazing. So if our listeners wanted to get a hold of you, how can they contact you? Learningmoves.com. Learningmoves at comcast.net. And if you go to my webpage on learningmoves.com, there's access points to be able to, you you could click on the links to email me and so forth and see what classes I'm teaching and all of those fun things. Yeah. Token teaches a lot of classes for touch for health and brain gym and learning moves. Am I missing anything? No, I mean, soon upcoming, we're going to have a special thing for first responders and veterans, but that's all I'm going to say until that becomes official. You heard it first here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're going to take a little break right now. Today, we've been talking with bioenergetic practitioner Token Plaskett. When we return, we will hear from Al Kilcoin and Emma Pooley. Stay tuned. A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. At Voice America TRN. Are you tired of feeling powerless over food? Do you obsess over every bite? Dr. Nina is here to help you identify your hidden triggers, stop emotional eating, and create permanent, sustainable weight loss. No more diets and no more deprivation. Learn how to live a life of freedom, joy, and happiness while still enjoying the food you love. Join Dr. Nina as she shares her expertise on how to outsmart emotional eating and live your best life on The Binge Cure with Dr. Nina. Thursdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Welcome back to The Underground with Kelly Richardson. 
Have a question for Kelly or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Underground. We have been talking with Token Plaskett. Next, we will be hearing from two of my clients, Al Kilcoin and Emma Pooley, about their experiences being introduced to the bioenergetic kinesiology world. Al Kilcoin is a senior production planner at Fairbanks Morse Defense for the last nine years. He schedules work for all the machines in their B100 component building. Al has been married to his wife, Rhonda, for three years this February. Between the two of them, they have five children, Amanda, Chad, Tyler, Drew, and Cassie. They have three grandchildren and one due in April. Al and Rhonda also have two dogs, Paisley and Frankie. Al enjoys hobbies such as golfing, fishing, boating, and kayaking. He also enjoys making homebrew beer and wine. Al is also a smoker. He enjoys smoking different meats and other things like cream cheese, mac and cheese, pizza, and he loves making summer sausage and snack sticks. And I don't know why I haven't hired him to be our smoker and brewmaster at the outpost yet. (laughs) We'll have to work on that. (laughs) Last up is Emma Pooley. Emma is a mortgage loan officer in Lake Mills, Wisconsin. She has many friends that have become like family to her since she's moved to the U.S. But her baby by far is her beautiful pup, Bear. Bear is the outpost bar's dog. When you come in, you'll see Bear sitting on the bar stool waiting to be pet. (laughs) That's just his spot. Emma enjoys playing rugby to a fault as she likes to get herself hurt very often. (laughs) She also likes to ski and to travel. So I think Al has known me all my life as he lived right around the corner from me growing up. But Emma, how did you hear about me and what I do? Um... (laughs) First of all, I don't like to get hurt. It just happens <laughs> a lot. So it's very different things. Um, so I met you when obviously you have taken over the bar that is a couple of minutes from my house. Um, I do probably spend more time there than I should do, um, normally because I need to see you. Yes. I have over obviously heard you talking about all the different things that you do. Um, and I think must have walked in limping. Um, from playing rugby and I was so sore and open to anything at that point you were like come with me I will see what I can do and you started doing it and when I got back up I could definitely walk a lot better than I could beforehand and now anytime I'm hurt I always hope it's your weekend working in the bar (laughs) Yeah. yeah we we um exchange weekends with my cousin who also owns the bar and we exchange weekends where we have every other weekend. So we have joint custody of our three-year-old toddler called the outpost on Lake Kashkanan. <laughs> Al, what brought you in to see me and what symptoms were you having? Uh, back in uh, 2020, I uh, dislocated my right shoulder I was on a roof and uh, started to slide off, so I went and grabbed the peak, and uh, shoulder popped out, and um, I was lucky I was able to slide onto another roof and didn't fall to the ground. Mm. Um, and uh, I tried, I tried everything. Uh, we doctors did carpal tunnel, 
surgery on me. I had no good results from that. Um, then I uh, did some dry needling. I did some uh, other things, and then I finally they suggested that I get a nerve test done, and they found out that I had uh, three nerves in my on my right side. The I don't remember all three of them: the median, the ulnar, and another one that they said were unresponsive and um, that they're going to try to do some injections. So I had three injections in my back or spine and uh, no good results from that. So uh, a friend of mine had uh, his son, it came to you years ago with uh, concussions and uh, he was a wrestler and um, he was able to get back on the mat with the help of you. So, and then he also had, my friend also had a shoulder injury too. And he said, after a couple of times seeing you, that it was, it was healed and he was good to go. Cause me and him, actually we do remodeling jobs together. And, uh, so I thought, you know what? I said, I, I've tried everything else and I needed something to relieve the pain because it was constant, uh, always grabbing my hand, always rubbing my hand. Uh, I went two years of that. And I said, enough's enough. I got to try something. And so I called Kevin again, got your information. And that's when I came in. Kevin was actually uh, one of the people that I invited on the show today, but he had to watch his granddaughter. So he could. Okay. (laughs) So he would have been on here with you, but you're surrounded by a bunch of women now. So that's all right. So when you came in to see me, what was it like? What was your first experience coming into the office like? Uh, you know, I was, uh, I don't know if I would say re- reluctant, but it was just kind of, you know, I didn't know what, what to expect. Um, and then um, after, you know, I, the first session was, I think it was a, well over an hour, I think, with you. <laughs> and uh, we went through, you know, a lot of questions and stuff. And and I actually, after I left that day, I felt comfortable. I'm going, I think this is, you know, let's, I'm going to come back. You know, I and I think I came back like about two or three, two weeks afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what I noticed, though, just a little bit just to start out with, it was, I was really surprised on how quickly, we are able to, you were able to reduce the pain level. Because I came in there, and I mean, I was like eight or nine. You were in and, a lot of pain. I mean, it showed yeah. on your face, and you were constantly <laughs> rubbing your hand, and yes. you could just tell you were in pain. And, of yes, course, I've it, never done the one, because you had had surgery, right? You had carpal tunnel I, surgery. I had the carpal tunnel, yes. And... So I, I had never dealt with that before. So, of course, Al becomes my guinea pig then. <laughs> and he was yeah. more than willing to. Oh, I, you know, I, it was two years that I just, a little over two years that just no results and, and nothing had worked. And, you know, and I was just basically popping pain pills and just to mask the pain. Right. And, you know, just to get a couple hours of relief, but. You know, that wasn't the answer. And I'll tell you, 
since I've been going to you, I I haven't taken ibuprofen in a long time. Just all the sessions I come to you, and then you know it's it's just amazing how long it lasts and how quickly we can get the pain down. Like when I come in, right? And Al, Al, it's more like a chiropractor visit where you have to come in and get maintenance on it, right? Exactly. You haven't figured That's- it all out. Yep. Um, so he comes in every two to three weeks now, and we just or no, it's about three weeks, right? Yep. Yep. And we'll we'll work on it, and I'll do different different things that I know how to do, and if new cutting edge things come out, I'm like, hey, Al, you want to try this? <laughs> and of course he does, and we try it, and then he gives me his feedback on it, which is really helpful because there's so many new um, pain-relieving techniques that are coming out that we're trying to differentiate between what actually works and what doesn't. So your feedback is invaluable to me as well as the others that come in after you. And so, yeah, we can usually get your pain level down to about a three or a two, right? Oh, for, yep, for sure. And, you know, and what, what's kind of amazing to me is like, it's on my hand, it, there's a certain spot, like all across all the fingers that it feels like there, it's like a glove. It's something like a clamp on my fingers. And it's just, you know, kind of like, um, I don't know, like, I think like the carpal tunnel or, but it's like in the fingers, but there's, when I get my sessions with you, it seems like it moves and it, it takes it away from that spot and it lessens the pain. And a couple times it was like, man, it's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm a right-handed person and I haven't been able to bowl right-handed for since this accident, 2020. Um, so I've learned to bowl left-handed right now. But after a couple of those sessions, it's like, man, I think I might be able to grab a bowling ball right-handed now. <laughs> but it's, yes. it, it's getting close. Um, I'm not totally there. I mean, I still need, there's strength in that, um, the wrist I got to get back because of not being able to use it as much as I used to, but it's, it's getting to that point where I might be able to go back right-handed. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. It takes a while to re-strengthen your, your um, muscles in, in your arm. And Emma, you've had to... (laughs) Tell us about your newest injury and what's happened there. Um, Yes. So in September, um, I started the the full season uh, with Wisconsin Women's Rugby, having just joined them in May and already spent most of the summer on the sideline due to a broken hand. Um, It was my first match of the season. Uh, within 30 minutes, I was no longer on the field. I took a hit to my shoulder, um, knew something instantly was wrong, so uh, came off the field. Went to the hospital because we were concerned it was broken. Um, they found no break, referred me on to the doctor um, who had told me, he was like, there's no no tear or anything in your shoulder. Uh, it's not broken. We just need to do a bit of rotator cuff um, work. However, the weekend before I'd seen the, the um, specialist, I know that you had done some stuff on my shoulder and you were adamant there was a tear in my shoulder at some point. And I thought, my doctor says no. And you were like, hopefully they're right. 
Uh, I wanted knew, them to be right. You wanted them to be right, but I knew, I think you were pretty certain there was a problem. Uh, I spent the next two months going to PT, continuing to play rugby, um, and pretty much just making my shoulder worse. It got to the end of the season, um, and a decision was made that it was time for me to get an MRI. Um, during the MRI, they have discovered that I had torn my tendon from my shoulder, um, basically meaning that my bicep was not properly attached to my shoulder. Um, when I told you that, you very much had a, I told you so. Um, Did not. Was, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you might not have said it, but your face definitely did. Um <laughs> So that has resulted in me having to have surgery on my shoulder. They had to disconnect my whole tendon and reattach it to lower down my arm. Um, it is going to take me out of rugby for five to six months, which for somebody that's played rugby for 18 years is a really long time to not be able to play. Um, so I am not don't have an awful lot of movement. I've been in a sling for five weeks, no driving, not being able to lift anything, being completely useless for the left side of my body effectively you can drive now though i am allowed to drive to the bar and back that is it <laughs> which is like a minute i don't even half. know half a mile maybe <laughs> if that maybe if that it's far enough away that i don't want to walk it in the dark especially with my black dog yes yes and you know i with with Someone that's a high-end athlete like Emma, she does like to push it a lot. We're we're dealing with, you know, injuries all the time, either on the field or even off the field. And there's a funny story of how she thought she'd take on one of our bartenders and wrestle him. Little did she know that Tucker was a state champ, I think, yep. <laughs> with wrestling. State champion wrestler. <laughs> Would you like to share that story, Emma? Um, it's not one of my prouder moments. Um, Mum, <laughs> if you listen to this, it's not true. Um, I tried to tackle him. I drove him back a couple of meters before his instinct kicked in, and he picked me up and dropped me on my head. Which was Mind you, painful. in the bar, in or the, bar. the it was in the restaurant side of the bar. <laughs> there wasn't many people there. No, no. <laughs> Sorry. So as you can see, I think Emma is going to be a client of mine for a long time <laughs> as she continuously has new things, new and challenging things that I can work on yep. in this field. So, so what have you noticed? Like when I do work on you, Emma, how does it feel? Can you tell the audience a little bit about what that looks like? Because you've never even been into my office. You just get work done at the restaurant because you're a cheapo. And don't want to pay for it. <laughs> I'm spending money somewhere. Um, <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I think for me, it's definitely about the pain um, yeah. and the ability to get back to rugby quicker. Um, I don't end up. So the pain goes down. The inflammation is going down, which lowers the chance of re-injury. I have not re-injured anything that you have worked on. Um, I just injured new parts. So we need to preemptively do stuff on, on me, I think, at this point. Um but yeah, I very much notice, and it is. And to begin with, it was like, oh, is it a placebo effect? And I was very sort of nervous about it. Mm -hmm. um, but sort of two things. The first thing is obviously diagnosing my shoulder correctly, 
And the other time was you were looking at my shoulder and you were telling, asking me if I was worried or in sort of any digestive distress. I was. I was about to be diagnosed with C. diff and I hadn't mentioned that to you at all. And you knew about it from the currents you were picking up, um, which very much cemented that it, what it's doing is working and it isn't just my brain overpowering it, that it physically is affecting my body um, in the best possible way to get it healed as quickly as possible so I can go get another injury for you to work on. Well, let's hope that you don't have that. <laughs> Al, what did you notice Like as far as when you came in, how did it feel and can you describe how it affected you and how quickly you were able to see results? Yeah. And that's, like I said, it, it was amazing that when I come in there with an eight or a nine within that half hour, we're down to a four and a five. And, um, it was over two years that I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. And I would, um, you know, I got that Apple watch. I look at my watch at the next day and I would see that I was awake like 10 times that night because I just toss and turn and just could never find a, a comfortable spot. And, you know, once I started coming to you, it's like, I look at my watch or my phone now and I see that and it's like, I maybe wake up twice a night. And that's probably just to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's amazing how quick, and how long it lasts. Good. We'll be going to a break for a few minutes now. You've been listening to The Underground with Kelly Richardson. When we return, we'll be talking to Token, Al, and Emma about their experiences with bioenergetic kinesiology. Stay tuned for the conclusion of The Underground. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. In this polarizing age of misinformation, it is critical to examine the lessons of the past on history, culture, and trauma. Ingrid Cochran, CEO of Paces Connection, and her guests will explore historical trauma and outline how our collective past shades our perception of today's world and our shared experiences. In this podcast, we will examine the impact of past atrocious cultural events and the impact of the systemic trauma of racism and poverty on the human experience. Ingrid and her guest will also outline what is needed for our collective healing. Please join us for History, Culture, and Trauma, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Welcome back to The Underground with Kelly Richardson. Have a question for Kelly or her guests? 
Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to The Underground. Today we have been talking to Token Plaskett, Al Kilcoin, and Emma Pooley, and their experiences with bioenergetic kinesiology. I'm your host, Kelly Richardson. All right, guys, I have a few more questions for you all. The first one is, how has bioenergetic kinesiology impacted your lives personally? Like, how has it helped change you and in your life? I'll go, uh, I'll go first, I guess. Please, go ahead. Uh, so I think it's for me, it's it's opened my eyes up to more alternative options. Um, in England, we, we very much don't, or I personally have never really gone down that path. Um, it's very much been like what my doctors and my physios have told me is what I'm going to do. Um, and the same was here until I have seen it work. Um, so I think it's it, going forward, especially recovering from the surgery I'm recovering from, is I'm not just going to be listening to my doctors and my PT. I'm going to be looking into the alternative options um, for whatever is the quickest way and safest way for me to get back on that rugby field. And I'll be able to help you a little bit more with that, but I want it to have a little bit more time to heal before we start manipulating it. Like Al, what time. about you? Yeah, you know, I'm kind of the same path, too. Uh, you know, I, I, I tried to go through the the, the the chains of, you know, the with the doctors. And um, I guess what I was really, I, I didn't like about it was it seemed like it, they, you know, I'd have to see one doctor to see the next doctor to get, you know, you have to see this doctor first. And then you go, and it just seemed like it was just a routine. And they just, it was always, you know, the same thing, talking to other people. They have the, you know, different injuries and stuff like that. It was, you know, it's like they got a script that they always go by, and this is how you got to go through it, and nothing worked. And, um, you know, just when I came to you, it was like, you know, I was, I was ready for anything, to be honest. I just needed help. I just needed relief. I needed to sleep. And, um, but once, you know, it was amazing that just after that first session, it was like, I, I, I was on board. I'm, I'm ready to go, you know, and, um, uh, just how you could get that pain down with a, within a half an hour, half of what I came in there with. And, you know, I was so nervous that, I was never going to get used to my right hand again. Um, it was a year and a half. My hand was just limp. I mean, it just it just hung there. And, it, you know, even friends of mine were saying, like, man, he's never going to get back on the golf course again. And now I can golf again. And, yes. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I went to the, you know, I re-gripped all my clubs. I got those huge jumbo grips just so I could hang on to the golf club. And um, now I've cut all those off. I went back to like the medium grips now, so I'm getting that strength back in my hand, and it's uh, it's been amazing. That's so cool. I didn't know that it helped you with your golf game that much. I knew that you were starting yes. to play golf again, but that you can get that grip—that's huge. It's a really yeah. And I actually, thing. you know, I've actually had a couple rounds that were before the injury. I was. Uh, you know, two or three over par. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting back to where I used to be. 
we may need to work on your eye hand coordination next yeah, right. so that we can like get you better than what you were before you saw there me. You go. <laughs> Token, what about you? Well, like I said, I grew up with it, so I kind of have a biased point of view. But what I've seen and what I've experienced is the relief of stress from trauma. You know, and in that, in that, I do feel more in life for myself. And I watch other people being able to apply these same tools because they don't just come to me. They go home with tools as well. Right. And then they can apply that for themselves and that's that's self-empowerment. So I see people take it, you know, and they might see me so many times, depending on what it is. And then they go home and they, they never come back because, you know, I might run into them. I live in a small town. I live in a small town just like Kelly here. And um, I might run into them later and they're like, oh, wow, yeah, I'm doing so great. And they're like, ha you know, I'm like, well, okay, I guess. Yeah. And I'm thinking about bringing in one of my friends sometime or other. And I'm like, great. But it's it's actually pretty cool to see, you know, people walk out of there and know that they have what they need for themselves whenever they need it. So for me, that's that's awesome. I don't have to, you know, they, they're not blaming me for their success either because they, they have it all for them. They really do. Um and, and for that's, you, that's really, yeah. it's totally changed your life path because now you're an instructor. You teach others how to do this. I love teaching. Yeah, it's fun because I like to travel. So I've, I, it's given me the opportunity to go to, you know, not just – I've gone to Canada. I've gone to Europe. I've, you know, traveled around. I'm looking forward to other places and <clears throat> been able to share that at conferences or teaching and sometimes I'll teach online and, you know, I, I've got people that I can do that. It's so fun. It's so much fun. The most important, you've traveled to Milton, Wisconsin. I did. Who I totally did. come here? <laughs> it was awesome, too, except for the mosquitoes. <laughs> and you didn't get a chance to go out to the outpost and see. No, uh, I didn't get uh, a chance to do that all, either. All these other guys on, on this Zoom meeting right now. <laughs> <laughs> so when next you come time, back next time you come to the outpost you already know two people that'll be sitting there i do i'll be like aha and, be and the dog don't forget and the, the dog. dog and the dog bear nice bear, dog. bear is important he's he's like our mascot at the outpost for sure he's the best behaved customer you have apparently his <laughs> owner is not as responsible <laughs> <laughs> this is true this is very true that's just living life so, Token, what have you discovered about yourself through this journey that you've gone on and learning all of this? Because you grew up in it. And I grew up in it. And there was a time when I was out of it. Um, although I always had the tools having grown up in it. Mm -hmm. But I put myself through all kinds of fun things in my own life experience. <laughs> and... Uh, Good life choices. I guess, I guess I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to have the experiences so I could be the example for it as well. And this has been an ongoing thing for me to see my own changes in my own life and have my own self-empowerment. And, you know, get called an hour before a radio show and be able to come on and <laughs> maybe do okay. I could have done better, but, you know, I think I'm doing okay. And... uh <laughs> 
uh, just, and, and just cause I love you, you know, and, um, it, it's okay. It's all very good. I can make mistakes and I'm all right. I can learn from that and move forward. I can speak my mind. I can say yes. I can say no. You know, these are a lot of basic things that people don't feel like they can even do just in everyday life. People so are taught. Not getting stuck. Yeah. Like yeah, to not get can. stuck in all of that thing. And for me, the, the experiences I, I chose in my life had a lot to do with um, losing oneself. I, I really did lose myself a lot mm-hmm. to some fairly extreme points. And to be able to come back and rediscover, to understand myself, and to not judge myself harshly. Yeah, I made a mistake, and some of those things I don't feel so good about. Um, but on the other hand, if all I do is beat myself up over everything, I'm never going to be able to move forward or even understand why I got myself there in the first place. And what I found in this modality and modalities like it is that I get to go in with curiosity. And instead of judgment, I get to notice what's going on with me and do something about it in a way that I come out the other side going, oh, okay, that's such a relief. So for mental, emotional, so so forth, plus physical, I'll have people come in and I'll do like a five-minute balance where they had a back problem. And I work in the same office as my father, the chiropractor. Um, you know, I'll, I'll help somebody with something really quick and then they go get an adjustment. Um, whereas before he tried to adjust and, they, and it might not move or another chiropractor had done that. I'll do a touch for health balance and um, with some neurolymphatics, neurovascular or whatever. And uh, suddenly that releases, and the muscle will start to move again, and they can relax. And of course, you know, the, what is the one thing a chiropractor tells you to do? Relax, please, and breathe. Because if you tighten up, it'll hurt. Well, walking through life tied up hurts. Period. Yeah, we have a chiropractor in our office too, as well as an acupuncturist. And all of those work very well together simultaneously or individually, but um, it all leads to a person being able to have more range of motion. They can get back out on the field quicker, or they can get back to work a lot quicker. And Mm -hmm. that's our primary goals is that we can maximize our potential and work to our fullest potential. So if we can get you know, Emma back out on the rugby field in a safe way. We're not going to push it, but if we can get her out in a safe way, I will. But I will also tell her if if I don't think she should go. She doesn't like it when I do that at all. <laughs> tell me a rugby player that likes being told they can't play rugby. Well, you know what? I'm a little protective of you. You're the only one that, well, that's not true. All the others are coming into the restaurant now, but you're the, you're the first. So I got to take care of you first (laughs) and make sure that you're protected. Um, Do any of you have any advice for anybody that has chronic aches and pains that haven't been helped by traditional medicine practices? What would you say to them about this type of work? Uh, For me, you know, I, uh, you know, when the doctors told me that the only thing left for me to do is just 
to go to a pain doctor and figure out what medicine I would be on the rest of my life. And that wasn't a good answer for me. Um, you know, cause I, at the time I didn't know, you know, you know, I just had grandkids and that first year I couldn't even hold my grandkids cause my, I was afraid I was going to drop them because that one arm or that one arm wasn't working. My hand wasn't working. I couldn't even hardly feel it. And just trying this, these things that we have tried together and that you have helped me with. And just even, you know, some of the things that you tell me, you know, to do at home with the exercises, um, essential oils, um, you know, just like when I drive to work in the mornings, you know, you, you tell me to put my hand in this certain position, you know, raise your hand up, you know, move, you know, turn it. And it's, yep. it, it's those things that have helped me get to where I'm, where I am now. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't set on popping ibuprofen the rest of my life. I wasn't okay. going to go there. And since I've been going to you, um, I hardly ever use it. And for health reasons, I mean, it's not good to be popping those pills twice a day. You know, you're taking 800 milligrams twice a day. Ain't good for your stomach. And, uh, and so it's, it's, it's been amazing. I think it's been less than a year that I, I'm, I was trying to go back today, figuring out when the first time I came in and seen you, I thought it was early 2023, I think. Um, that sounds about right. I could go back and look at my schedule, but yeah, yeah that sounds and, about right. But since then, it's been amazing progress. Uh, um, I don't constantly rub my hand anymore. I get good sleep. Um, you know, even the people at work are like, wow, you know, you're doing pretty good with that hand. Yeah, I mean, you used to rub it all the time, and and it's it's not always on my mind anymore. Cause it, it's not always that nagging pain. Um, so it's, it, I would definitely, uh, you know, I refer you to a lot of people where, um, there's a few people, you know, just let them know what, what, you know, when I go in and when I come out and how long it lasts. Mm-hmm. So. Emma, what about you? Do you have any advice for anybody thinking of doing this crazy stuff? I think it's about taking a risk. If you've tried everything but there's actually still more options why wouldn't you try something else um you've never made anything worse um it's if it's if it's if it's not gonna if it i'm sure there are some people it doesn't work for um and i'm sure there are situations that you can't do something for but being open to the fact that it it could get better uh, is definitely something i would be recommending um especially anyone that's playing sport on a regular basis the quicker we get back, the happier we are. Then, as sort of as Token was saying, it's very much if you're happy, you move better, you're less likely to get hurt. Um, yeah. So that's, that's something that, even just from this, I'm like taking into advice, and I would definitely recommend um, looking into your voodoo, as I like to call it. <laughs> you're not the first person that has called me that. <laughs> <laughs> Token, any last words from you? We have about thirty seconds. Oh yeah, that's that's good. Nothing more on the spot today. Um, you're welcome. You're thank you. Yes, just I, I really appreciate um, your guys' story, Alan Emma, because that's that's encouraging even to myself and and Kelly and mm-hmm. others like us out there. That says, hey, you know what? Keep 
keep our ethics, keep our integrity, keep it good and just do this with the people. We, I mean, this, this stuff actually does work for people. I've, I've watched it my whole life. And do I have stories? Yes. Am I reluctant to say it? Absolutely. I have this confidentiality thing screaming in my brain. So stories. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, when you relax, and this is something that really came to the forefront for me because of Sistema. When you relax in life, you move easily, and it's everything is much more easily. It's all about restoring movement. All of it's about restoring the movement. Well, thank you guys for being on my show. We've been talking with Token Plaskett, Al Kilcoin, and Emma Pooley and their personal experiences with being introduced to bioenergetic kinesiology. I can be reached at kellyrichardson.us. You can email me at richardsoncenter at outlook.com, or you can call the office at 608-563-5202. Next week, we will be talking about how bioenergetic kinesiology can help those suffering from psychological issues. Join us next Thursday at noon central time for the underground. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of The Underground with Kelly Richardson. We hope you have learned something you can apply to your own life. For more information, contact www.kellyrichardson.us. Until we talk again, have a wonderful week.